Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Biker News. How's everybody doing out there, man? Y'all under house arrest. You're uh, starting to figure out what everybody else on house arrest feels like. Man, I heard it's getting pretty bad out there. Pretty bad out there, man. Everybody going for the TP and all the water and the whole nine yards. They they going crazy out there. I heard uh, out in Cali, man, they're actually thinking about uh, hunkering down everybody for martial law or something like that. I don't know, man. Man, you got to go check the mainstream for that one. But uh, San Francisco is. I know here in uh, Illinois, they shut down the bars. I uh, How could they? No, I'm just kidding, man. They tr- uh, shut down bars, uh, the casino stuff, uh, the gambling, the whole nine yards. Hopefully, you guys are... Uh prepped, ready to go. For those who always said preppers were crazy, what are you saying now? <laughs> What are you saying now? Come on, give it to me. What are you saying? Yeah, I think them preppers were pretty damn smart, man. At least they got the teepee. Yeah, they got the teepee for the butthole. (laughs) Uh, Today, we got a couple things. We're going to talk about Harley Davidson for one. Oh, my God. They are not weathering this storm good, man. Let me tell you, down 44%. We're also going to be talking about somebody you should know, man. Get a little history lesson in on the program today. As well as a bill out in Missouri. They've actually got a hearing on this stuff. And this one bill is uh, the helmet bill that's been going on forever down in Missouri forever uh and it's finally coming up but you know a lot of people i don't know how the hell did you get any bleeding hearts down over in freaking missouri man my god you know what it is is they're all leaving cali and coming to other states they're leaving illinois all the liberal ones and moving and invading the freaking uh you know states that used to be you know mostly conservative and it's funny they they run away from those policies and the and they vote for the same dean bats when they move there you know what common sense is that not that i know of uh anyway let's get into a little bit of news and then we'll uh come out on the other end and talk a little bit more about uh, the apocalypse okay first stop let's go over to ride apart man Bikers, you should know, Gwenda Hawks, 
And I really like, look, there she is right there. <laughs> you know what? They were more hotter in those days than they are now. You know, they're so fake now with the fake boobs, the whole nine yards. These are real women back then, man. Real women. Anyway, by Justin Hughes, this is somebody you should know. More and more women are getting involved in motorcycling these days. And this is very true. Very true. I remember when I first came up, man, it was sit on the back of a bike and shut up. But now, man, it's sexier as hell to see some women on their own uh, while still a minority it's not unusual to see women riders on the road or even at the track feeding their urges to speed today's women are not the first to take to the track on two wheels though nearly 100 years ago Gwenda Hawks led the way damn she is nice for you know she a little manly I think no no mm -mm. She looks decent. Hey, if you're over on Motorcycle Madhouse Radio, come over and give me your, uh, you know, your take on the deal. Born in 1894, Gwenda served as an ambulance driver in World War I on the Eastern Front. Rock and roll. Romania awarded her the Cross of St. George and St. Stalslav for her bravery. Already, she was no stranger to danger on the road. <laughs> no stranger to danger. After the war, she married Colonel Sam Jansen, a director of the Spiker Car Company. Rather than four wheels, though, Gwenda was more interested in two. In 1921, she set a new 1,000-mile record on a Neurocar, an unusual low-slung machine running 190 miles a day doesn't seem like much on today's roads yeah right but back then paved roads were virtually non-existent outside of cities that's what i was just gonna say yeah they didn't have roads hardly back then man it was all mud mud as difficult as the endurance riding was Gwenda had a need for speed as well in 1922 she set a 24-hour record at brooklyn's a wooden oval track on a trump jap averaging a 44.65 miles per hour this was impressive on the technology at the time, as well as a poor track surface. The record was actually set in two separate stints of 12 hours each since residents near the Brooklyn's track complained about the noise. Gwenda spent much of her time racing bikes that Colonel Jansen divorced her, and she soon married another Colonel, Neil Stewart. I guess she had things for Colonels, who she met through the company providing her racing bikes with new restrictions on nighttime racing, putting an end to her endurance record attempts. The couple moved to France, where Gwenda set a true 24-hour record. Oh, rock on on a 350cc rudge of 54.20. 21 miles an hour. She also survived the nasty crash on a Terrot Jap when her back wheel collapsed at speed. Meanwhile, Gwenda met in Belfer, uh, mechanic Douglas Hawk. She gets around. Okay, I guess they did the same thing as they do today. Okay, I admit it. I'm wrong. After setting numerous uh, record endurance, uh, many of which remained until the 50s, Gwenda switched her sights to auto racing. Uh, heck yeah, she lived in 95. Rock and roll, man. That is Gwenda Hawk. Somebody you should know. A little history there. A little history. Anyway, let's go over to News WKRG by Biker Dad. This is the guy I really like right here.
Bills that would repeal motorcycle helmet requirement receive a hearing in Missouri. Jeff Berthal, Jefferson City, Missouri. The debate over whether Missouri motorcyclists should be required to wear helmets went before the House Transportation Committee. Supporters argue that they should have the freedom to choose, while opponents believe the legislation will resort in more deaths and serious injuries. You ever notice people, they always want to stick their nose into something that has nothing to do with them, okay? You know, opponents. Do you ride a bike? If not, shut up, get out, and go twirl on something, if you know what I mean, okay? My God. People always got to be in other people's business. State Rep. Jared Taylor and State Rep. Shane Rodden have introduced bills that would lift the requirement for anyone 18 years of age or older. Their proposed legislation also require any motorcyclist wanting the bike helmet-free to have medical insurance. Ooh, that's how they're going to get it through. You have to have medical insurance, and if you don't, you don't get to choose. It's a sham. Rodden told the committee if the proposed legislation passes, it would be similar to showing proof of auto insurance during a traffic stop. Supporters include representatives from the group Freedom of the Road Riders. What are you guys doing? Come on. Unreal. You guys support this crap? No way I would support this, guys. Nah, I wouldn't go with this one, fellas. Not out there. Uh-uh. Would have to have medical insurance. <laughs> really? For a right. <laughs> you guys, it's better to be stuck with the lid. Hey, I wear one. You know, that's my choice. But to give away other things just to get that choice, man. Keep up the fight, if you ask me. That's just my opinion. I don't know how you guys in Missouri feel about that, but come on. Freedom the road riders? That's not freedom. Our one uh, one representative testified the state is losing out on tourism dollars because some bikers don't want to purchase a helmet. <sighs> what? Come on, man. Be for real. Friends all over the nation will bypass Missouri to go to Sturges or any other big rallies that are going on across the country said Deanna Rhodes, the group's motorcycle awareness coordinator. That's BS. Come on, man. <laughs> really? <laughs> Bikers are used to carrying helmets on the... When they're going on a long trip, they're, you know, they're... Uh, fight! Come on! Man. That's all I have to say. Go fight. Don't put out this BS, man. You're doing propaganda worse than the damn media. Uh, we are losing dollars left and right. You know, like I said, when people go on a trip, they got the helmets on uh, the back of a bike or in their luggage, man. Come on. Uh, and, I, you know, I support the right to choose. I really do. But, you know, you don't go out there and grapple to these people. They work for you. You don't work for them. So don't grapple. Go at them straight on, head on. Bring them statistics from, say, Illinois or, you know, helmetless uh, laws, you know, like Wisconsin or something. Say, here, the death rate ain't going up any different. 
You know, bring, uh, you know, facts. Don't bring this kind of crap to them. Uh, you know, basically what it does, you're pulling on their pecker, guys. Come on. Uh, groups traveling to Jefferson City to testify against the bill include the Brain Injury Association of Missouri. One mother testified her son, who was severely injured in a crash and would not have survived had he not been wearing a helmet. MO Dot Director Patrick McKenna also testified against the legislation. We feel this proposed legislation in a move in the wrong direction for public safety. Public safety. Nanny state. Nanny state. Oh my god. Oh yeah. What do you guys think about that, man? Leave that uh, your thoughts in the comment section. Really, leave your thoughts on this one. I don't believe in pandering, man, and you know that argument's weak. Anyway, business insider, let's get to the HD. Woo! Yeah, we can say its first electric motorcycle was a flop. But then they're trying to push off twelve other e-bikes uh, from scrappy upstarts. Uh, yeah. well, you know, Harley Davidson's $30,000 for this thing. Are you serious? The live wire? No, nah, I wouldn't have bought it either. Uh, you know, they put a couple bullet points here. Uh, Harley Davidson CEO stepped down. <laughs> you gotta love that one. You know, I know a lot of other people. Oh, you know, I don't... <laughs> bye. See ya. Bye. And do you know they're actually thinking about bringing in people that have no experience in motorcycles whatsoever? I think Levi Strauss, uh, some freaking coffee company or something. Yeah, that's who they're bringing in as CEO. These people do not understand what Harley Davidson is. They don't understand what motorcycle this is. And they don't know who the hell you are. But they want to sell you a bike. It's no wonder that their prices are skyrocketing, man. Uh... Zeros, Cake, Lightning, and others sell electric motorcycle without household names, and their lineups are expanded by the day. So, uh, you know, this is an article you can see on businessinsider.com. If you want to go through the motorcycles, go ahead and take a look at it. It's a pretty good lineup, man. Uh, I really do like the Lightnings. Uh, Zero, everybody knows I love Zero. They're a great company, the Zero S and the SR. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, Harley-Davidson just a little bit here. Harley-Davidson, get it together. You're looking bad right now. It's great that you got rid of the CEO. You know, I can't hit on him too hard because he was leading the effort to get new model designs to try to get the younger generation in. Because, quite frankly, Harley-Davidson, I think your problem was year after year, you had the same damn models. All you did was tweak it here and there, putting a, a different shiny object on it, and that was your new model bike for the year. You're uh, reaping what you sowed here, man. You know, the aging de demographic of your riders are through the roof. You're talking baby boomers and, you know, what am I talking about? I'm getting up there, too. Uh, you just tell with the way these kids think nowadays. But anyway, they're not into a lot of the designs that you had all those years. So you had a following of the older generation. Yeah, it was great when everybody was younger. You know, that had that attitude, uh, you know, the loyalty that people showed your company was your opportunity to show it back. 
and you didn't do it. What did you do? Instead, you the prices went through the freaking roof. Personally, I won't buy anything but used. Nope, nope, nope. There's so many deals out there on bikes <laughs> that, you know, because people will go, they'll ride them for, you know, maybe a thousand, two thousand miles. I'm talking about the rich ones that you target. And then they'll put it on the used bike market. Then I, a guy like me, comes by and grabs it for next to nothing. That's another one of your problems is you sold your bikes for so much money. These people only ride them a little bit, and they just want to get rid of them. So now you're competing against yourselves in the used bike market. What sense does that make? <laughs> don't you think you should get a good... Everybody cries about it. Everybody whines about it. Why don't you get a price point where the working man can actually afford your product? You forgot about the working man. It wasn't these freaking big spenders that put you in business. It's not them who kept you out, you know, that stuck with you through those horrible years in the 80s. It, was, it, was, uh -uh. it wasn't them. It was the blue collars that stuck with you. And, I, you know, I get so sick and tired of hearing about the tariffs, the tariffs, the tariffs. No, that's your propaganda that try to make an excuse about the bikes you build. Let's just be honest, man. You know, they don't keep up with uh, the other manufacturers out there. Not in reliability, not in style. Well, you guys might have them on style. I got to give you style, man, because uh, Harleys are nice-looking bikes. But reliability, no, can't give it to you. You're way behind, you know, these uh, new generations. They love technology. You're behind the technology curve. So it's time to get somebody in as a CEO that actually knows what the hell they're doing. That might be good. Don't rely on a CEO from a company that has no experience in your product. If you're going to go outside and look for a CEO, man, go with an automaker if you can't find one in a motorcycle, uh, you know, manufacturer's type of circle. At least go with an automaker, something with an engine. You might get somewhere. Because these other people do not know the customer base. They don't know... Uh, you know, their pro the product that they're trying to sell. Come on, you know what's going to happen? They're going to get somebody from one of these outside companies. You're going to throw a damn Harley-Davidson freaking coat on them, and next thing you know, they're standing in front of a bike thinking they know what the hell they're doing. Harley-Davidson really needs to start listening to their core customers. Until then, you know, I know with uh, the virus apocalypse and all that type of stuff, you guys are having a hard time, but... I don't know if you guys can pull it out if you guys don't start getting together. It's looking like the AMF years all over again because you're mismanagement. Your sales have been declining since 2014. 2014, man. You're talking, what, six years now because you couldn't pull your head out of your you-know-what? You got to get it together, man, and you got to start getting back to your core customers. You got to start freaking telling everybody, hey, we care about you. That's all I got to say on that subject. Finally, be careful out there, guys. Uh, this stuff, you know, there's a lot of people that go around, well, it's just a flu, blah, blah. No, it's not just a flu, you morons. 
<laughs> I hate to be the ball buster, but it's not just the flu. Uh, the younger kids and stuff like that, they're pretty okay. It's the older ones. You got to worry about the older senior citizens, uh, people with uh, underlying health issues. I actually sat with my doctor because I got the uh, epilepsy and stuff. I say, hey, man, tell me about this damn thing. You know, you can't go all over the place. You're reading this. You're reading that. Nobody knows nothing. Uh, and it, it was, you know, what it does is attack your lungs, man, where you can hardly freaking breathe. You should see some of those that uh, were deceased from this thing. Their x-rays, it was like, holy cow, uh, nothing but glass. So, uh, yeah. Be careful out there. Wash your hands. Make sure you're uh, not around people, man. I'm hunkered down, man, right now. Let's hunker down. I've canceled all my damn appearances, man. My appearances canceled. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to do that through the mid-June. And, uh, you know, my first event uh, is probably going to be, I don't know. Well, actually, it's going to be May 30th. I'm going to go to that uh brothers and change deal and then i'm gonna go to the abate thing but uh just use common sense out there guys you make sure you guys be safe man don't be listening to the morons that say this ain't nothing i always have a rule if the government says something times it by a thousand you get the truth man because it's your job not to try to incite panic or having people panicking because they always have to have control you know that so be careful out there and i'll see you on the next motorcycle madhouse biker news don't forget to subscribe guys pass it around